Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another edition of Grab City Interviews. I'm Phil Lindsay, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Righteous Reg. But, of course, you're not here for just the two of us. You're here for our guests. Um, we've got the new, reigning, undisputed British heavyweight champion, Michael Oku. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. Finally, finally, we get to do this. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great ready to talk some wrestling and everything else in between yeah michael we've been uh as we talked a little bit about before we came on i've been trying to get an interview with you for it's years now it's funny how <laughs> basically time, time just flies so quickly but uh between that like i was trying to get it back then because i knew you were great and on your way but since then like you've really taken over the world as they say you've had some great excursions out here in america and as phil said the reigning british heavyweight champion we have to start off the bat with that like that was such a that weekend it felt like there were so many great black moments going on like we we had a couple here in america and then we see what you were doing over there talk to us about a little bit of the preparation going into the match the match and kind of how it felt to get that big win well again it was a i knew this was going to be a crowded moment i knew this was going to be a special moment and Something that I, I try and go into with nearly all my matches, no matter where they are on the card, is how can I make my match stand out or at least feel special to the people that are watching it. And so I knew that the stakes were high. I knew we had like a champ that were like, it's just like we have, it was the perfect foil of like me, who's traditionally an underdog baby face against mm-hmm. a monster heel from japan oh no it's our belt <laughs> <laughs> can somebody take it back for us and it's just it really kind of like a, a perfect storm in a, in a guy in the great Okada who's undefeated and i've been in rev pro for five years he has been undefeated in five for five years i had my rev pro debut against him in a two-minute match mm. just for when a rev pro had like a little stint on tv so the stars aligned in a way that was never designed to be aligned that way and all I was thinking of is the match that we had there, what I can take from that. And also just in matches like this, I, I study my opponents so, so much. I really mm-hmm. just look up, okay, what, what, what are their top matches? What do they pull out that's, that's, that's just top tier that we can use and, and we can work into, I can count on all that kind of thing just to make it the, the biggest possible thing. And the pressure was on because I had a feeling that this would be the case, and it was the case when I got to the venue when I learned that we were the main event. Mm. And that's a card that has 
or Leon Slater versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. And and not only are we the main, main event, but we are following them. They're right before us. So it's not like they're the first half main event and you get to breathe and forget. They're not starting the show so people can forget about it. It's, it's that match and then it's us. So the pressure was on, but I, I I was taught early on by one of my one of my trainers, Eddie Dennis, that the only way you can compete with like in ring perfection, the only way you can do like compete with that is with drama. That's the only way you can top it in yeah. the drama. And right. and that was a dream match for people, Will versus Leon. But I think there wasn't for the fans um um really a horse in the race in terms of this is who I really want to win. Right. Whereas my match had that. And I think that's what allowed us to follow that and not leave people disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, how did it feel to get that match, though, and get that big moment at your call? Because you've had so many big moments at your call. I believe you won the British J Cup there. That's where you won the Cruiserweight title. Um, what, was it, what was the significance of not just being able to kind of come full circle with um, Great O'Connor, but also doing it in your call? It's a special burden for me, 100%. It feels like, even though indie wrestling is already a niche in, in and of itself, it's weird to say that there would be casual fans of RevPro, but there mm -hmm. are definitely fans of RevPro that go to only the York Hall shows. So they don't go to the small shows that are happening monthly in London or up and down the country. But I, I see the same faces that have been in York Hall shows from the first times that I was... Uh, doing tickets in the door till when I started competing there. So mm -hmm. to see them, there's nearly a story if you just follow my York Hall matches and the progression to all these big moments, the the matches with Pac, the J-Cup, as you said, the, the Cruiserweight title matches, tag title matches, the match of Will, up until this moment that like, it felt like there was like a whole, a whole near like a, I don't want to say like a family, but just all everyone was on my side hoping mm -hmm. for this moment, hoping to be present to see this moment happen. And and that's what made it special. I keep saying to people, like, what made it special is a matter that I won the belt. It's the fact that people cared that I won the belt right. to such a degree. Because if they didn't care, then then, then it's not it's not really a, a positive title victory or, or moment. But it's the joy that it gave others that made, that made it mean so much to myself. Yeah, I mean... Gave some people joy. Definitely had some haters in the building. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right after you won this thing, Trent Seven uh, clotheslines you, takes the belt and runs off. Come uh, on, bro. Uh, when are you getting comeuppance on this man? When are you getting your your defense against this guy? Well, that's it. It's been announced. It will be uh, August the 20th, 26th or 25th. <laughs> well, basically, the Saturday, the day before Wembley, all in. Ah. It'll be it'll be at the Copper Box for the 11 year anniversary show for Ref Pro. That'll be. Oh, that's a big show right there, my brother. Oh yeah. Woo. Oh yeah. Big show. Oh yeah. So hopefully, I can physically have the belt back because it's it's wild that I've done it on the Grand Slam. I finally won the title, and I held it literally for two minutes. <laughs> Shameful, man. Shameful. Story Let never this ends. man have his moment. Uh, Trent. Come on, Trent. Come on, Come on. Trent. Uh, but also, right afterwards former tag partner was also nearly in the ring um also won the cruiserweight championship that that night um man are we gonna see you guys in the ring anytime soon mm. it seems like um kind of tease something there i think we all were like on pins and needles to see if, if he's gonna actually come in you guys gonna actually hug it out 
we did not get that. Uh, I don't know. Where are we going with the storyline? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now. Um, it's. I think it's the most I can I, I can assume will happen is that it, it's something that will never be over mm-hmm. because of like that friendship that we had for years history. and the history. There's just so much history, legitimate history that, that exists between two of us and was told in the eyes of the public. And and that's the thing. Like we had our our you know so to say blow off match in December. And it's like, that's it, we're done. So you'd think we'd be done. And then there is still that little bit of a connection there where, you know, we both have our crowning moments on the same night. And I guess it, it's a feeling that, like, he finally, like, the first his first match in Ref Pro was against me while I was Cruiserweight champion. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2020, before a pandemic happened. Wow. So he's been chasing that Cruiserweight title since day one. Finally won it. Finally got to say that I'm the Cruiserweight champion. But nobody's talking about that because I won the heavyweight title in the main event. So <laughs> there's that tension. The tension lives on. Like you said, could it be a thing where it's like, let's not look about the fact of whose spotlight it is. It could be ours that we did it together. Right, 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 right. Same night. The same night we did it and we can, we can, be, we can celebrate, you know, uh, but didn't see it that way. Could have gone WrestleMania 20 and then we went WrestleMania 10. So yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how things what things have to go for in the future. But immediate immediate is the copper box and getting the title physically back in my hands. Yeah, Con- Connor Mills is down the road somewhere. But Trent, we we definitely gotta get that belt back around my man's waist. Well, around his waist for the first time. Exactly. Get it Exactly. Then get to button it up. <laughs> Great. Uh, there was a couple of things off of uh, you talking about uh, your preparation of the the match that I kind of was interested in. Uh, being so busy and being so on the road in demand, you said that you like to study each inv- each individual opponent to try to get the best out of the match, try to get the best out of the opponent. How do you do that with so many different consistent opponents? You could be wrestling four times in a week sometimes, you know, like, when you were here in America, I know like you were doing, you know, match after match after match, like it's just back to back. How do you prepare with such a consistent, busy schedule? That's a great question. It's whenever I get to sit down. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if it's if it's on the plane or on the toilet, I, I have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's just real. Like for, for example, for this great con match, like when did I actually study? I was I had the day before that match. I was in Germany for WXW in Frankfurt, Germany. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took the time to make sure that before I got on the flight, I downloaded Great Ocon matches about three, and then I used the time on the flight not to sleep, but then to to just study and to just think of stuff and think of ideas. You know, land. I had to teach. I had to take a training session that morning before then going to York Hall Bethnal Green for the match. But yeah, like. That that is it. You you have to find any pocket of time, um, while trying to balance everything else that you need to do, such as <laughs> such as just sleep, let alone right. <laughs> let alone eat, like eating or gym. Eat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So so yeah. Honestly, it really it really is like anytime I just get to have time to sit down where nothing needs to happen right now. It's like, okay. I gotta I gotta find some time to study, and, that, and that's kind of how I am with wrestling as a whole. All my mm-hmm. opponents are. I look at at least one match. I try and see if I can download it on my phones or have it offline. And then 
that's kind of how I can come up with ideas before getting to at least two ideas I want to have in my head before getting to the venue. Right. Really dope. Sure. Uh, man, have to ask. Um, British wrestling for a lot of people for the longest time is seen yeah. very white. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, the elephant in the room, or the not elephant in the room, because that's the norm. So y'all black. <laughs> yeah, so it's seen very white. So to have like a British heavyweight champion that is Nigerian, like it's a pretty big deal. Um, like, like, do you feel any pressure of that? Like, do you like, have you like sat down and actually let it like wash over you? Like just the significance of it yet? I, I try my best to smell the roses, so to speak, as they happen. There's, there's so much that I've been able to, uh, been able to do in wrestling in these last few years, last couple of years, that I'm like, man, this is, this is, these are a lot of firsts that are happening, uh, not just for uh, a wrestler from my country or from the continent of Europe, but a black, a black wrestler. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do stop to think about it. And, and it is, it is a thing where I'm like, man, I didn't, I, I you don't realize that you're breaking ground as it happening because my, my focus is I'm just going to try and be the best wrestler I can. And I, and I thought, Maybe I can exp I can inspire some you know young black kids and I, and you see them in the crowd and I, and I feel like there's been an increase of of people talk about diversity in wrestling and that increasing something that I think then is the byproduct of that is now seeing diversity in the crowd. There yes. are so many now uh, black kids, black couples that I'm seeing coming to shows. I'm like, whoa, this is. Wow, I, I didn't even, it wasn't even a, oh, this should be my goal. I didn't think this would be a goal. But now that it's happened, I'm like, yes, this should have been my goal the whole time. Right. And, and I would I would assume that I am one of the reasons that's the case. And, and just seeing, like you said, a more diverse roster in the UK, let alone the world, is is the reason for that. So, like, yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I'm, I'm feel, I kind of feel honoured at the same time as, like, kind of grateful that this opportunity was able to happen in terms of going to PWG and going to America. And then I, I put a lot of credit on Andy Quilden, who's the promoter of RevPro. Right. Well, I didn't know that a lot of people don't know that he's black. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I didn't and, know that. and that's just, mm -hmm. there you go. Like the, the most prominent promoter in this country is black. So, right. I, and it's not that like, oh, because he's black, he's just booking me because I'm black. It's he's unlike what some promoters have done in the past. He just sees me as a wrestler because he's black. He also just sees me as a wrestler, sees my merit, sees my ability, sees what he can do with me and lets me go out there and be me. And I think because of that, I've been able to to not just be known as, not just be known as one of the top black wrestlers, but mm. one of the top wrestlers for stuff that happens mm. to be black. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely say RepPro has given you your most opportunities, whether it be with the cruiserweight title, longest reigning cruiserweight champion, by the way, um, with the tag title run and now the world title reign. Um, first Grand Slam champion in the company. That's another huge deal. Yeah, 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 honestly. Um, and I don't even know officially what makes it a Grand Slam. You know, you, you usually can see it everywhere. <laughs> but, but all I know is that I've won everything. So, yeah, so right. like, None at all. So I'm like, it's, it can't just be called Triple Crown. I've, I've, I've done more than three things. So mm. that's for Andy to decide what the official thing you've got to win is. But everything you can name, the J-Cup, the Rumble, 
Um, there's a tag league as well. Like I've done all of those things and won all those things. So I said, it's be Grand Slam. I was like, it's like the platinum trophy when you're doing your PlayStation achievement list thing, you know? So yeah, like to be able to say that I've done it all, it wasn't just a like straight to the top kind of thing. I had to go through every step yes. to mm-hmm. finally get that final goal. So wasn't that easy. too kind of makes it more special. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. <laughs> yeah. See, man, you, you got to come out the copper box with a dun 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 you know, uh, somebody here got a pretty big star rating from this man named Dave Meltzer in a great, amazing match with Will Ospreay. Um, do, uh, first of all, amazing match. Uh, we want to hear some more about the match. Does that, as a kind of younger wrestler in this generation, do things like Dave Meltzer's uh, five-star rating and uh, kind of like online awards and things. Do they do, do they matter to you? Do they do, when you when that happens? Where you like? Oh, this is really dope. Or were you just like? Oh, I don't know. That's not really for our generation. How does that feel as like a younger wrestler? Oh, a hundred percent. It it matters. Yeah. It nearly so. There's a lot of people putting in their opinions about whether his uh, star ratings matter. Yeah. I can nearly tell you that they objectively matter Mm -hmm. because I could feel the change in my career from when the match happened to people talking and getting loads of buzz about it to then when he watched it and then gave it the five stars to then how many different promoters were then messaging me after I got that stamp. So Mm -hmm. no matter what people want to say, people hold his opinion in high regard. So, and, and as a young wrestler, one that's not decades in the game that's already a millionaire or whatever mm-hmm. to get that recognition from someone who has such a wide reach did me a lot of favors 100 percent. so uh, uh, yeah so yeah I'm, i i used to yeah i used to like listen to his stuff and, and I'm, i'd always like peek and see what he's saying in terms of news outlets i i when i was younger and like starting to learn about the inner workings of wrestling there was a website <laughs> called nodq.com yep Yep. they're still out yeah they're still there right and that's mm-hmm. when i get on my news i just like, click wwe and the tna section like, oh 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 someone isn't liked um <laughs> but then i noticed that it always say like source on the bottom and say like f4w online i was like well i got taught in school you go to the source right you, the primary <laughs> mm-hmm. source like, oh, what's all this secondhand thing so then that's when i found out about him and i found out about the ratings and then the newsletters and um, and then all the all the wars that happened, and 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 that there are wrestlers that a are subscribed to it, but they just have to keep it secret because they don't want to be judged. Right, and then, they want to be called a mark. <laughs> oh, look at this yeah, mark yeah, yeah. rating. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many that, that are like that are that have not only know him or subscribed to him, but are friends with him. That like it's just it's just a funny thing that you still have to keep it hush hush. But yeah, yeah, like that's how I kind of first like heard about him. So then like for it to be a thing where like oh. Here, hey, here's a clip of his podcast where he's talking about you for 10 minutes. It's like, what's going on? What's going on? Right. So it's, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. And then I met him at Bowler. So it's like, that's cool. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so, yeah, that, that's great. yeah, that's a great perspective because people don't really understand that. A lot of like older wrestlers are like, oh, these wrestlers are out here going for five stars. What is that going to do? Does five stars equals money? Yeah, it does equal money. Five stars <laughs> does equal money. I can say it does. <laughs> Some of these things do hold weight. Some of these promoters, because that's been a lot of talk. You know, I work for PWI. When the 500 comes out, people are like, what does your number matter? Like promoters look at those things. If people are talking about how high your number is online, people are discussing these things. That's going to get more attention from the promoters. That's going to get more fans talking. So even little things like that, or sometimes, I mean, a Dave Meltzer five-star rating is a big thing to a lot of people that have been here in the world. So I can see how that transition helped you so much. I just kind of wanted to put that out there because people be dumping on Dave and I'm like, bro, we would not be here if it wasn't for Dave. So like, mm -hmm. let's pay I respects to the man. I love it when there are people with podcasts that that complain about Dave Meltzer's opinion. Being like, oh, this guy has a podcast talks about his opinion. Anyway, let me tell you why the bloodline story is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's just, I'm just like, oh, you know what? You're not hearing yourself. Okay. All right. Then. <laughs> it's amazing. You're, his opinion doesn't matter. Listen to my opinion. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So many people do that. It's just like, Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, getting that five-star rating, I believe that was the same weekend as Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Same day. Same, same day. day. Same yeah, day. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember that wasn't one of the well-received Royal Rumbles. <laughs> and so um, you getting that five-star rating and just all of the buzz around that match was like, where can I go find this match? Where can I look at it? And I think that, not like to your point, it, it, it helped raise your profile and it helped, you know, with Refro at that time a lot too. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It's all about buzz. I, I really, especially yeah. for someone on my level on the independent wrestling level, it's all about buzz. And I, I remember that day, you know, because so obviously because of time zones, our show happened, the match happened, and then the rumble was going to start a few hours later. Right. So, and and I was like, listen, I'm I'm a wrestling fan, but Royal Rumble is like one of the most fun matches shows to watch i was like i was on a high from the match i was like and then i get to watch the royal rumble oh my gosh great <laughs> and again talking about buzz and talking about look, tweets and mentions the amount of people that were saying who were in attendance at your call they were like i'm so glad that i went to refro mm -hmm. and they were like i think that also helped and then it been like you said it's like okay what's this match and, and like i said then it was dave that was like because of the buzz he tweeted, where can I watch this? Right. So it's all a snowball effect of all these things that, 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 that kind of fell into place at the right time. There's so much to do in wrestling with just pure luck in terms of timing. Mm. And so I'm not, I'm not um, unaware of that. And I'm, I feel so lucky at the same time with everything going on. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. 
making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pretty great, man. Uh, I want to talk about, I mentioned it earlier, your American excursion. I, for one, want to know when you're going to come back to West Coast Pro because it's right across the bridge. And I saw you have a super duper amazing match with Mike Bailey with my own eyes right there. How was your American excursion? You worked BOLA, PWG, uh, very, some very high-profile things. What was your favorite? Do you have? Did you have a favorite match that you had here in America? And how kind of was the excursion overall? Well, yeah, if we're just talking matches I had this year in America, it was, I mean, yeah. Again, talk, it, talk about increasing my footprint. It did that, for sure. More people mm-hmm. got to find out who I was. My year started with PWG BOLA. That was my first match right. of the year. You know, I'm and, it's, and I'm wrestling Takeshita, Konosuke Takeshita in a singles match. Crazy. I would probably say that's the match that out of yeah. everyone, every match I had, that's probably I put that as number one in terms of just like me being happy with my performance and and how the match was received. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of moments, then the night after, obviously with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, yeah. will be unmatched. But like, yeah, that's just the start of the year. It's crazy. Um, I was really happy with it, with with the excursion in general. Like, going to LA. So, and what my idea was, my plan was, I knew people wanted to book me in LA, but I had heard, I think last year, and maybe even uh, when the New York year of Mania, people were really recommending, hey, try and see if you can stay like the week before or the week after, or even both, because loads of people run shows the week after Mania as well. So that's mm-hmm. why I made sure to set up my flight to be that way. That's how I got hooked up with West Coast Pro. And then that's how I got hooked up with Defy. And um, yeah, like amazing. Everybody treated me so, so well. I've, I really don't have complaints of like being so looked after. I mean, yes, it's, it's English speaking, but it's a foreign country and it's just <laughs> it me is. with my bag and my gear. Mm-hmm. So like and you were in some crazy spots man like it wasn't all peaches and then flowers around there (laughs) yeah oh yeah 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 these are just the and these aren't just like any mickey mouse promotions as well these are like the top ones that you know that we like that america has to offer so yeah hopefully my my goal is to try and hit america one more time this year i don't want it to just be a i'm the a mania guy a mania week kind of guy right so Hopefully, by the end of this year, you'll see me somewhere in the United States of America. Scott, I'm going to get Scott on the line right now, because if that's (laughs) happening, then we need the boy back up over here. We're talking. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We are talking. Me and and Scott are talking. Okay. Need to see it. Um, Speaking of bookings, you mentioned Chris Jericho. 
Um, yeah. Also have a link to said place that he works because your theme music is produced by in-house producer over there, uh, Mikey Ruckus. You're um, on Five Forever too, huh? Your theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. cool. <laughs> Late, yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of dots are connecting, and so I'm wondering, are we going to see you on this Wembley card? Because of course, you did talk about it when you want to talk as Jericho. Jericho gave you a guarantee. And so I think a lot of people are wondering, now that you've got the British Heavyweight Championship, is there a possibility we could see you on that card? I mean, you can know it. Dare I say never say never. I, I have no idea. That is the honest <laughs> truth. I don't. I, I am not sure. Mm-hmm. There are dots. Yeah, heavyweight champ. That belt has appeared on AEW TV. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that can connect it. If you listen to the podcast with that I had a Jericho, it was very much like, oh, for sure, like we can get you. Like, like <laughs> he definitely assumed wrestler talk. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. We got no, 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 yeah, yeah, but the, he, there <laughs> is no up. way. It'll be cool. Just, just show up, and, and I saw that would be the case if it was. A... Oh no! Oh. Did we lose him? Oh, here he goes. He's back. Oh, he's back. We did not expect Wembley Stadium. <laughs> There's no way he expected, but I don't think any roster member until the announcement came out was like, oh, ro- the stadium? Oh. Mm-hmm. And so that changes everything because then, I, I was going to say, they need to go all guns blazing with the card. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, everybody's talking point is not knowing what the card is. Right. Uh, we're nearly like, we're less than a month there. <laughs> but, but like pessimism, I have to be pessimistic as a wrestler. And like, yeah, he, he definitely, when he said, when he guaranteed it, he definitely was not expecting to be at the stadium. And then you think about like the roster of AEW and how large it is. There will be people, if they use just their roster, that will not be a part of the show. Who And they're contracted. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, what are the likelihoods of them thinking, okay, well still, let's find a way to put Michael on it. It'll be, it'll be cool as hell. Of course I want to be on it. I'm a London wrestler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on top I'm on top of my game I've wrestled an AEW faction it all yes my theme music as you said like it's all it's all fits they don't even have to work, make new music for me it's already there ready yeah. to go yes but I, I hey I'm gonna be pessimistic about it and just be like let, let me just assume it doesn't happen but I hope I'll be hopeful though I'll be hopeful and we'll see we'll see we'll see you might uh, that might be too much for your uh, young career at this point. You might have, next time we have an interview with you, you just be like, actually, you'll be like, I can't interview with you. Call my uh, my secretary. I don't have time for this. I'm very busy. I get all these big moments. I wrestled in Wembley. I'm a hometown boy. It's all kind of stuff. But no, seriously though, that would be dope. There could be a way to squeeze it in. And I think you are like a lot of wrestlers. Like I don't know, honestly. Even the AEW wrestlers are like, I I hope to be on the card. <laughs> so. Right, right. <laughs> they, I'm right. sure they don't know the book. Uh, so hopefully so. But they hate. They're all invited the day before to the couple bucks. Exactly. I can't get them all on the guest list, but they're all invited. <laughs> hey, man. Fingers crossed that we're going to see you at Wembley. Um, and you've wrestled at Wembley before, if I remember correctly. I think you wrestled there for progress. So that was Wembley Arena, which is, don't worry, it's super confusing. They, there's a stadium and there's arena. Oh, the yeah, arena, yeah. That's what it uh, is. I think it can hold about, um, well, I think the attendance, they got nearly 5,000 people for that progress right. show. 
And that was, you know, just about a year into my career as well. Just to be on that show was just crazy. Very crazy. I was in the pre-show Battle Royal. Um, I think I got eliminated by Ricky Shane Page or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just It's crazy how the world works out. And hey, again, like, you know, if they do a, a, a Paul White Memorial Battle Royal or Wembley Stadium <laughs> uh, or something like that, then <laughs> I'm, I'm not turning it down at all. I'm not turning it down at all. <laughs> no, that would be cool. And I mean, they did something similar to that at the first All In where they had like a big like right. Rumble style match. So it makes sense for them to do it. it um, and, you know, like I said, fingers crossed that you will make an appearance in some way, man. Um, there's so many ways they can get you on this card. Fingers we crossed. Want it. We want it. We want it. Would be the worst thing to happen. We got you, Mike. We got you. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. I'm like Jericho, man. Just show up, man. Bring, show your, up. bring your bag. Just call me when you're outside. You know, like when you try to get to the club and your friend's in there. He's like, yeah, VIP. You're like, a door. dude, how am I going to get in VIP? You're way back there. And he's like, no, just show up to the just, door. Just come in. Just come in. <laughs> But that's a big endorsement right there, though. I mean, if 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 any endorsement, be like, no, Jericho said I could be here, dude. I'm wrestling tonight. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's the best shot I've got. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, you know. So uh, we we talked a lot about uh, what you've been doing here recently, but you aren't the only, you know, young British UK wrestler that's kind of destroying it. Mention some of the other names that you're out there, kind of uh, on the grind with doing the same type of things with the same type of goals for you? Because like you mentioned, Leon Slater, he's another one that's just kind of ascending so quickly, super young guy with just that energy. There's, there's a certain energy that you guys have out there. That's, that's a uh, really, really contagious. And, it, and it's really separating you guys from the pack. Well, I mean, that's it. I can, I will happily gladly spend the next five, ten minutes talking about just Leon Slayer on his own, you know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's seen it, you know. Yeah, yeah, everybody's getting to see it, just how talented he is. He came out of nowhere last year. He he's been, you know, wrestling since he's younger, because that's what you do in British wrestling. You just start when you're twelve. Except me. I thought starting at twenty three was like, oh that's a nice young time in my early twenties. They're like, oh well, you started a bit late. And I was like, whoa. Okay. Um <laughs> But, yeah, in you know, America, he, he, 23 is super early. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Not here. No, no, no. But he he's 18 years old right now. Wow. And is better than most. <laughs> he is better than yeah. most. And and it's like you say, you talk about the energy he has. He, he has it all. It's very easy, you know, in wrestling. Where you can look at someone and you see what they could do athletically in the ring. And you're like, okay, well then, yeah, he might be athletic, but he doesn't have the charisma. And you just see... Literally, the swag that he has when he does some of his moves, mm-hmm. or you just see in his entrance, you're like, oh, okay, he's got that. Then he grabs a microphone, and you're like, oh, okay, he has no problem talking yeah. for however long he wants. So then it's all over. Then, then we know it's easy. It's it's, a, it's an easy bet, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't if you want to know who's going straight to the top, it's it's, it's that That's him. now. He's it's it's it is him. He is him. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's the answer. The, the question is an answer. So yeah, he's he's the guy. He's the guy for sure. So we got to get a match here in America. You versus Leon Slater one on one to really kind of tear our eyes out. The, hey, that we're down for that. You know, we've, we've we've had two single matches, I believe, and we had a few. We've been in the ring a few times, and he's a guy that like, and it's weird, but he he calls me his hero, which a makes me feel old, 
But B is is very <laughs> B is is very flattering, you know, just for anyone to say that like I inspired them at any point. Because he was I he had to tell me that he was crewing shows at like 14 years old when I was wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then three, it's great for the wrestler that says that I'm their hero to be a very, very good wrestler because let's right. be honest, <laughs> if they sucked. You're <laughs> trash, you'd be like, oh, cool, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, oh, I don't want that. I don't think... <laughs> oh, is that true? Really? Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's thank you. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the cool thing, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, on that topic, I think we've seen throughout this interview that you know, you pay attention to a lot of stuff online. You pay attention to a lot of stuff that's being said. Uh, for like the past five years, we keep hearing Brit wrestling is is dead or it's it's like it's struggling. Yeah, uh, what is this? And so, but you do still have things like I, I understand why to a degree because it's not where it was in, say, like 2015. Like mm-hmm. 2015, it was red hot. Like you, the, the progress show you just talked about, I, I think that was the show was Walter versus Tyler Bate in the main event. Um and just like where it's going like some of the stars from there and where they're at now um Mm -hmm. some of the promotions that were around that were really hidden and they're not there like riptide just closed like two years ago and i thought riptide was super fire the way they they filmed their matches but i don't know we just hear this every year that man this is it brit wrestling's done Mm -hmm. um what is the state of british wrestling because (laughs) i don't know man like i people People make you think online that it's gloom and doom. It's like TNA, like What's the, the whole time, like you're, they're gonna be it's yeah. TNA. They're you're not gonna make it another year. Like, it's been twenty yeah. years, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the truth? I mean, the truth is, it's not. I don't even say somewhere in the middle. It's yeah, it's like you said in the sense that a hundred percent, it's not where it used to be. Um, so, twenty eighteen was the Wembley show. And even at that point, I think people had a feeling that was going to be the peak. That was the peak of the boom. Mm-hmm. Here we are doing Wembley Arena and getting 5,000 people in the building just based off a British wrestling show. And there was a downturn. I think it was already beginning because I think around that time, so NXT UK had, I think, begun. Yeah, there were at least contracted time. talent. Mm-hmm. There were at least contracted talent but then the weekly TV show hadn't begun or it was beginning. Um, but at that time, there was this weird little middle point where the wrestlers could still work wherever they wanted. So they could still do the indies, right. but they're just getting a little bit of recheck and they're also getting mm. name value increased and they could bring the belt out. And I was just like, whoa, what is this crazy world? It, it nearly made things even hotter for a little period. It did. It's like, that makes sense. We're now WWE wrestlers. But then when it came with the restrictions that okay, now we're not going to let you use them all the time. That's just not mm-hmm. the case. Especially RevPro got stung by it a lot because they were being selected with some promotions that could still use NXT UK talent, but RevPro, they were just like, uh-uh. Of course. Um, they're competition. They're competition, but hey, progress, <laughs> go for it. Um, and, and so 2019 was like a rebuilding period. And, and I think I, I benefited from that big time. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to take the rounds. And I think Andy, he'll be better to in terms of what he was thinking or where his mind was at, he was probably thinking, well, I've got to make new stars. You, you always have to make new stars in wrestling. Yeah, but no I think what. now it's like, now is the the real reason to do that. And I think he saw enough in me to try and go with me. And he just gave me the opportunity. He gave me the, the, the match with Pac, the match with Shingo. And then 
and it's not just giving me the opportunity, but it has to see how I do. And I was doing well enough that it was like, okay, we can go. We can go with Michael. And then I've had the career that I've had. 2020, I really believed that that was the beginning of like, uh, like we're going to start to get hot again. I really do. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. Um, well, so so this this whole time from 2021 to now, I feel has been a rebuilding phase of the yeah. rebuilding phase. <laughs> and so this this couple box show that's happening, where it's going to be like the ticket, the amount of tickets that Repro sold have now already made it the the most tickets they've sold for a show ever. But oh, we can wow. still, oh. but we can still get like a few thousand more in there. And I'm hoping, who knows, there might be some last minute ticket buyers and make it. They could be a sellout and just go crazy. But I that, think there'll be a lot of walk up. I think so. I think it would be like a last minute decision. Like, oh, I'm in town. I'm here for Wembley. Let's go. Yeah. So, the, but the fact that that's even able to happen is, I think, a testament and is evidence that things are a lot, a lot healthier now. There are so many promotions. There's new ones that are propped up that are doing crazy things like North Wrestling in Newcastle which Leon Slayer just became a champion of. They just mm-hmm. ran a show like last week or two weeks ago in front of 800 people. That's mm-hmm. their biggest show that they've done. And they, but before that, the venue they were running that, that held 300 people was selling out consistently every single show since coming back from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But these are the things that people are paying attention to because they're, they're looking at maybe some of the other promotions that were big that aren't the same. So there's some that are coming above the old ones and there's some who have just kind of stayed the course like RevPro who... I think people are paying attention to it and being like, oh, actually, no, they're consistently bringing a good product. They're, they're consistently bringing good wrestlers. And, I, and, I, and I'll put the in-ring product of RevPro up against, I, I'm going to say, any any company in the world. And that's including the ones that are headed by billionaires. Because if you've got Will Ospreay on the show, then I can say that the, we can compete with any I mean, company in the world. That's That's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is true, uh, but yeah, yeah. Repro has had the affiliation with New Japan too, so you know I think that helps as well. It brings some viewers from New Japan because that's definitely how I started watching Repro is from like, oh, what's this belt? Like when AJ won it, I was like, oh, what's this? Um, and so I, I get it. It's just so much has happened in five years. Like the if you just think like just alone, the kind of the rise and fall of NXT UK happened in that time. Um, the pandemic. Um, defiant going away and so in some ways i get it but i also think people are very much over exaggerating overreacting <laughs> like <laughs> it's finished it's cooked it felt worried it was worrying from a wrestling perspective standpoint it was kind of worrying at points you know they okay. had they yeah. had us I rocking, yeah. you know yeah. for a sec but for sure like i think the wrestlers that had to just stay the course the promoters that were like let's let's stay the course i think we're now starting to see the fruit of all that labor of sticking with it and now you're mm. seeing the new wrestler that you've never heard of and i think that's also why someone like myself or leon can just seemingly like go to america and again even when i go to america and like every single time I'm in front of people who've never seen me wrestle before mm-hmm. and they're like where did this guy come from i i think that happens because we have quietly rebuilt what they thought was dying or dead and right. there is an incredible cast of characters on this scene that are ready, I think, ready to take on the world. Off of that, does it, uh, did it feel ever at like a moment where it got super um, kind of, you know, you guys got pretty nervous about the whole thing and did it, 
did it ever feel like you guys wanted to get out of the British scene or was, was is it always kind of like the goal here is to get the British scene over or is it like do a lot of people have American wrestling aspirations? What's kind of the vibe there for like a starting out British wrestler? Does it do they feel like the the culture and the 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 history is uh, is good enough to kind of sustain a career off? I think that's if we're being real, I think that that's the the key thing, the career, yeah. the make a career thing, money. Yeah. Right. The, the 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 big companies, pretty much all of them are in America. Mm-hmm. The you know the WWE, the AEWs, um, Impact. You know, I think the main their main base is in Canada, but it's it's yeah. you know it's it's in North America, and mm-hmm. we don't really have that here. So I think that's why when WWE came to town, everybody was like, "What? This is insane! This is that there's a possibility that they're just going to look at UK wrestlers and offer them contracts." Mm-hmm. So I think that's why there was a lot of open armedness to yeah. the corporation that is WWE. <laughs> but um, but I, I I feel like it's a thing where again, if you want to get to, if you want a contract, if you want to make a living off wrestling comfortably, you have to have a contract. So where are the contracts? Mm-hmm. They're all yeah. they're all in America. Yeah. You you, you got to go to Japan. Um, so so I think although that's where you kind of want to end up with one of those companies. I know personally, I want this scene to be, I want it somehow to get to that level where it's like, man, we can all just make a living somehow through independent wrestling. It'll, it'll be mm-hmm. nearly, I don't know how you get about it, but I just want it to be that hot scene where people are coming in and, and fans are coming from around the world. Like some were doing, some were, would pop down when they were like big weekenders. Some people would come down from different parts of the world to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to this big weekend because all these wrestlers are here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just looking to, you know, take it for all it's got and then leave it. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to, I, I really want this scene to be um, as hot as possible. For example, if I was to, this is just hypothetically, if I was to be signed to a company that allows me to do indie bookings, like AEW, I feel like my... I would want not a clause, but I would want like at least the word given that I can go to RevPro whenever RevPro would would need me or would like to have me, mm-hmm. so that I can give back with the raised name value that I have through being there, as well as just if they just need the the people for whatever show they need to run, for whatever story they need. That that's something that's always in my head of like no matter where I get to, I always want to give back because mm-hmm. I'll always be appreciative of those who allowed me to get to the positions that I hopefully get to in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you get that contract and hopefully you get those opportunities, man. Definitely deserve them. Um, man, it's just, it is just, I even just like, I'm still like blowing through my head, just how hot Brit wrestling was at one point. Like when British strong style was, was really hidden over there. It was, it was hot. Like, yeah, you had, you had, a. Uh, you had Walter at the same time. You had Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, all of these guys. That, Osprey. Yes, all of these mm-hmm. guys in that scene at the same time. And so I do get where people are like, it did have this very big high, and then it just kind of like dipped. Um, but yeah, I, I I do understand. Like, again, everybody wants that big contract. Everybody wants to make money. 
hopefully those so and then my hope is that like we look at the crop that's that's here now mm-hmm. and then in five years time we're all doing stuff mm-hmm. real big stuff and they're like oh man do you remember on this team when we had these guys and these guys and these guys and there's a chance that we maybe get and take it for granted because i think there's some fans that are longing they miss those specific people yeah mm-hmm. they like particular they're like they're, they're stars they're stars it's kind of like how you know people uh long for the attitude era because they yeah. specifically miss don't mm. call them the rock yeah and it's then and it's just like listen the, the, those two it's different now time right. has moved on <laughs> you know and that's just kind of it and, and I, actually, I i do have that belief that there is a there is a roster of talent here that in five years time people look back and like, oh man, I used to see them in these random towns and and whatever. And and I and I took them for granted. Will, will be what maybe some people are thinking. And then there'll be others who obviously are super supportive. And again, there are sellout shows happening up and down the country. They'll be like, yes, I knew it. I believed in them. I'm glad that I got to see them. Yeah. Um, again, it's just the fact that you guys are real rebuilding right now. And the face of that rebuild as British heavyweight champion is a black man. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing to see, man. We like it. We loving it. It's great for us, honestly. <laughs> we really just kind of appreciate the 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 whole thing, uh, specifically in uh out in the UK out there. Do you have any like short term goals? I mean, because this was winning the British heavyweight championship is pretty big. Do you have any other ones that are kind of uh? attainable on the bucket list that you could get done in the next one to two years that you haven't done yet? Honestly, in terms of like a, a wrestling accolade mm-hmm. that there isn't, there really isn't. Um, mm-hmm. th- there are like, um, there are titles in like other promotions that would be cool to get. Like yeah. again, like North Wrestling, I'd love to like maybe it'd be cool if I could win that title one day. I'm now becoming a bit of a regular in WXW in Germany. Mm-hmm. So it would be a cool thing to like be the champion of another promotion, another prominent European promotion in another yeah. country would be right. would be a really cool, crazy thing. But it's kind of like nearly what I was saying earlier of like, man, I I do feel like I'm on top now. So it is mm-hmm. it's not it's how can I continue to help? How can I how can we continue to do big shows in the UK, specifically Rev Pro in my in my in my um in my uh, thing, but uh, yeah, how can we consistently do big shows? Can we do like a Crystal Palace show where Royal Quest 2 was, but it's just a Rev Pro show? Mm-hmm. Um, can we come to the Copper Box another time? Is there like a big name that can come along that will also be like, yeah, we're going to see a whole Rev Pro show? Like, because who knows? Maybe this August show, we impress people so much that they're like, I need more Rev Pro. And it's enough to gain an audience where we can do another box show maybe next year. Who knows? So that, that would be kind of what I would try and see if I can help with making like, again, bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. For sure. Uh, speaking of affiliation with New Japan as British heavyweight champion, uh, you've wrestled guys from New Japan, whether it be Suzuki, Osprey, of course, um, are there other guys from that promotion you want to wrestle, uh, possibly going to Japan and wrestle mm. that on your bucket list? Well, yeah, it's what's wild is I have to think of a, a new name someone I haven't wrestled. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it is just it's I've nearly created a library. I've got like a New Japan World folder on the right. site. You click my name, and there's a bunch of matches that come down. Um, I would love a rematch with Shingo. Like I was now with hindsight, I was so relatively new into my career that like I as happy as I was with that match with Shingo, I'm now a different wrestler mm-hmm. than I was four years ago. So I'd love a rematch there. Um, oh. I would like to wrestle Okada. <laughs> I, like to, I mean, come I would, on, yeah, of course. But I would like to wrestle Okada, <laughs> you know. So, as well. Oh, do you know one as well? Uh, do you know one which may happen? It could happen in Repro. It could happen in New Japan. Ishi. That's a, he's a. Yeah. It, it may be weird, but like he's a, actually a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He, I study a lot of his wrestling, and I take from him, which I know may be weird to to re- understand or realize, but I do. Um, that's someone who I'd really like to wrestle, Ishii. Yeah, um, yeah. I I kind of want to see you get the Zack Saber rematch as well, but mm-hmm. no. And I mean, you know, Hiromu's also on my list of guys I would love to see. Ooh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. yes, yes, of course, yes, <laughs> yes. And you will see Ishii at the Copper Box wrestling Luke Jacobs. Man, I'm, I'm plugging. I'm trying the best. I'm trying the best to play. No, you should. You should. Oh, There's going to be yeah. a lot of fans from America, a lot of friends from around the world that are going to go to be in town and, and around for All In. So might as well get them to see some great wrestling before because anytime there's a big wrestling weekend, there's always some great wrestling attached to what you think the biggest show of the week is. So always kind of right. expand and check around of the area and definitely check out Rev Pro. Not not just that show that day, but definitely subscribe to Rev Pro. Get all the great matches. You can see Michael Oku having saying that uh, it gets these new Japan stars, Will Ospreay, the greatest wrestlers in the world. So definitely subscribe to Rev Pro and give them a follow in all your socials. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the way to do it. We we also stream live. A lot of our shows we stream live. Right. So we're, we're testing with that. It's very, it's very like bare bones. It's a very new thing, but like we'd stream it live and then like get a full HD version out like a couple of days after. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance, I think, that it, usually basically it depends on the Wi-Fi of the venue we're running. <laughs> that is what it depends on. It's independent um, wrestling, of course. <laughs> it it's in the US, you know what I mean? So hopefully the copper box i think there may be a chance that that might also be streamed live if, if people are okay. unable to make it again people there are people coming from around the world already that have bought their tickets but there'll be an attempt to stream that show live so yes absolutely be a part of it any way you can heard the man michael oku versus trent seven at the copper box all in weekend should be a great show should be a great weekend um, a lot of excitement about going to London for wrestling now, which is really cool with this show and with Money in the Bank. Um, great time to be a wrestling fan, as I keep saying constantly. Mm-hmm. We're spoiled right now. All fans. over the world. doesn't matter where you are. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, but, Absolutely. you know, as always, man, this has been Rhapsody Interviews. I'm Phil Lindsay. This is Righteous Reg. Appreciate you guys. We're out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.